Shut up and sit down. Welcome to the Doubt on Tap After Show. I'm Dan. I'm Mike. And we are the Simple Theologians. So we host Doubt on Tap every Tuesday night, 8 o'clock. The last few weeks we've been at the Tap Room in uh, downtown Ypsilanti, which is located at? Somewhere on Michigan Avenue. I can't remember off the top of my head. Michael, I'm slipping. It's been a week, bro. I I know. It's been a week. It has. This... uh, yeah, but but this does kind of file into the uh, you had one job <laughs> kind of deal. So, um, oh, hang on, let me Google it, and I'll have it by the time <laughs> we get back. <laughs> so, doubt on tap has four rules. Uh, the first rule is we end in one hour. The second rule is everybody has to respect one another. The third rule is everybody has to talk, and the last rule is there has to be a moderator, and that is me. Two o one West Michigan Avenue in. So Ip- Salanti. There you go. So there's there's the address. Um, a bit late, but hey, we got it. <laughs> <laughs> so um, this past week, uh, we started a really started a series. We've never really done a series before of discussions at Dad on Tap. Um, uh, but uh, I think we're uh, almost. I think we're about five years into this Dad on Tap experience, and um, we realized, or I realized, after our last last week's conversation that. Um, we could continue to do the outrage of the week thing, uh, but I left there not having learned anything new about anybody. I yeah. knew what everybody was going to say. I could have, I could have told you what everybody around that table was going to say, how they were going to say it, what things were going to tick them off, um, and that kind of defeat begins to defeat the purpose. It of, does. It of doubt on tap. It, whether we like it or not, it it becomes. Uh, it, it's not the echo chamber necessarily of just reinforcing our beliefs, but if, but if we're just, uh, if if we're at a point where we know what that other person is going to say, uh, we have relationship with them, we love them, we're gonna understand their opinion where they're coming from, um, I- and because we know them, because we care about them, uh. Our our ability, I think, to to push sometimes gets limited. Yep. Um, because we understand w- why they hold that view, so we're not going to push them on it. Yep. Um, whereas, uh, if we don't, if we don't know somebody, if we don't know the whole story, we have to to push, and then right. we end up getting the story. Yeah. And and we get the bigger picture. Uh, we learn something, uh, and and we grow. Yep. Uh, but yeah, you're you're absolutely right. So we um so because of that we decided that we would start a a new thing um where we are going to take some uh what we call deep words and we are going to discuss them and we're going to discuss them and, and just kind of see where the conversation goes yeah uh because a lot of these deep words are words that are starting to lose their depth and they're becoming. And they shouldn't. They shouldn't. They're they're it words that need to re- retain it the depth. It's it's our it's. You look at you look at words like like love, yeah, that should be deep. That should have convey a tremendous amount of meaning, but in our language, in the, our culture, in the way we talk, uh, it's very easy to within the span of a few minutes, talk about how I love my wife and how I love pizza. 
Right. Um, and that's a very different emotion yeah. for, for both of those things. Well, maybe. Uh, for me, it's a very <laughs> different emotion for both of those things. And so, and so yeah, we need to, to get back to the root of, of, of what things are. We need to expand our language, yeah. for one. But we also need uh, to look at these, these words that have in the past ha- held tremendous amounts of depth. Right. Um, that weren't spoken of uh, willy-nilly, that weren't just the buzzword of the week, yeah. but, but rather uh, carried weight. There's a, uh, there's, a, there's a country song out right now. Don't really rise at me. Um, it, that's called The Difference. And, um, and in it, it's really interesting because he kind of takes, takes some different um, phrases and he's like, there's a difference between I miss you and I miss your face, right? Like, th- it's just more of a, you know, there's just more depth there, right? But, he, but the big one, of the, the point of the song is there's a difference between I love you and, or there's a difference between love you and I love you. And um, two words, he says two words that you sort of mean versus three words that you really mean. And, yeah. it, and it's like, that's, uh, that's kind of the idea of this whole deep, deep words thing, right? Like, how do we, how do we more deeply understand, you know, how do we move from love you to I love you? How do we, how do we move from kind of this uh, surface to, to depth? And, um, how do we wrestle with these words? How do we redefine, play with these words, imagine deeper, more real meanings in our current context? Yeah. And, uh, so I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I and think so too. I I enjoy the conversation uh, this last week. It was, it was interesting. Uh, did we mention the word we did? We haven't yet. Okay. So so we talked about the word justice, and we started out going around with what comes to mind when we hear the word justice, and it was interesting. Uh, and you pointed out uh, a little ways into the conversation how, how our conversation in general started to lean towards a very specific. Uh, aspect of justice, yep. the, the re- uh, retributive, uh, yeah, ki- kind yeah, of like justice. the the law and order kind of yeah. thing, yeah, um, which which was very interesting, um, and I think you know, it depends on where we start at the table and and who drops the word and and where the conversation engages that we end up in places, but uh, it was it was very interesting to to understand that we that a lot of us hear something different. Well, and what's, we hear that word. what's super interesting to me, I mean, everybody but one around the table was a white dude. And true. Um, so I guess it, it didn't surprise me that. And then the one person who wasn't a white dude was a white female who's a police officer. Right. So it doesn't surprise me that our understanding of justice was in regards to law and order, crime, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Because that's that's the kind of justice that that we kind of see, right? I mean, that's it's like, yeah, we want criminals in our neighborhoods to be arrested, to be held accountable, and to go to jail. I mean, this is this is what, you know, white dudes can can kind of see as justice and and yet I think if some of our other friends were there um, from different backgrounds their definition 
of justice, their understanding, their perspective of justice would have been very different. Um, but what I found really interesting was the when I asked that question, the pushback was, well, I mean, you didn't give any you didn't you didn't give any context for what kind of justice you wanted us to talk about. Yeah. It's like, well, that was the point, yeah, exactly. right? Like when you think of justice, what do you think of? What is your first idea? Mm-hmm. And, you know, the people around that table, and there's nothing wrong with this, right? And that's the thing. I don't, I don't want to try to say that, it's, that it was wrong or bad. It was no, just interesting. It, 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 what it does is it, ex- it, it, ex- it exposes, uh, I guess the best word is our, is our bias. Sure. Um, or at least privilege. Privilege. Um, what we what we know, what we're yep. used to, um, and we, and we talked about it uh, a little bit that we don't uh, understand the the way other people live. Even right. uh, even other white guys, our lives are different. But when we start crossing uh, uh, the the culturally defined racial borders. It is it is a completely different thing, and we can't we can't understand it. We can listen, and we can and we can try uh, to understand, but we're never going to know that experience. So it's so it's interesting you bringing that up. I had a follow up conversation with somebody from yeah. from the conversation, and they're like, "Man, that is one of my just deep deep pet peeves is people saying that I can't understand that I can't understand." somebody else's experience that I can't understand somebody the the what somebody else went through and he's like I just that just that just drives me crazy because he's like I can't understand it I can comprehend that you grew up in a in a way that was different from me that you grew up experiencing things in a certain way so just because I didn't live it doesn't mean I can't understand it um and and he and he was really pushing back mm-hmm. hard on on that entire that entire idea um and and i've been and i've been really wrestling with with that and really kind of trying to think through his his perception of that because i think i think that's where most i, I know that's where i started right yeah i, I, I know i started there with well I can understand. What, you can't tell me I can't understand something. Yeah, it, but I think I think what we're talking about when we talk about understanding in that context isn't an intellectual understanding. Yes, I can grasp that things were different, and I can understand that that things were tougher for another person because of their skin color, because of their uh, gender or their sexual orientation or, or whatever. I can understand that. I can I can uh, uh, know that in my mind. But I will never have experienced that the way they have. It's to it, so go it's, back. it's emotional understanding as opposed to an intellectual understanding. Yeah. I will never know what it was like. Yeah, it's the it's that deeper it's that deeper knowing that you see yeah. in uh, one of the great things about Greek, right? Is you have these two different concepts for know. You have the intellectual know, and you have the experiential know. Right. And and the experiential know or is is that deeper guttural, and yeah, you can't know somebody anybody else's experience in that way. 
Yeah. And and that is that's the thing that I think we have to come to grips with is that we will never really truly comprehend somebody well, else's experience. And, and it's wh- and it's why we have we have uh, little little cliche sayings like like don't judge someone till you've walked a mile in their shoes. Right. Um, the reality is we can't walk a mile in somebody else's right. shoes. Not really. Um, it, it's it's one of those. Um, I mean, nor do you want to. Nor do you I mean, want have to. you ever been to a bowling alley? Those shoes are des- I, I it kind of creeps me out. I, I always have. feel like I'm gonna get athlete's um, foot walking I, in somebody I, else's I, bowling shoes. I tend shoes. to not walk a mile in bowling shoes, but <laughs> um, but they they are snazzy, my friend. They can be. Uh, so, but it is it is a matter of of experience over knowledge. Yeah. Um, I I can I am smart enough as a person that I can listen to somebody else's experience and recognize that it was it was different it was harder it was unjust uh, but I'm not I, I haven't experienced that injustice it you know it and and because I am am a a white male um, I probably never will so you know since we're you know simple theologians <laughs> uh, I would uh, this is this is where I this is where I, I I look at our theology and say, man, this is really helpful. Our theology can be really helpful in the sense that, when it comes to God, we can, we can say that God is truly knowable. Even though He's incomprehensible, and so somebody uh, another person to us can be truly knowable, but we'll never truly comprehend them, and. Even when we have the same experiences, they're still different. It's still different. Yeah. Um, and uh, so, so we we talked. I don't know if it was Doubt on Tap or Simple Theologians podcast, but I, but I know I've mentioned it both places. Um, it, we lost our son five years ago to leukemia. Nineteen months old. Great kid. Love him. Miss him still to this day. Um, I know other parents who have lost kids, and while it is the same thing it is also a very different experience right i know what i felt i know what i feel i don't know what they felt right or what they feel or how they are coping um because we're all different yeah and so i can have an idea but i'm never truly going to understand their specific pain um, and, and that's probably the, the best way I can, I can describe that and push back against that idea of, of being able to understand somebody else's, um, uh, emotion or, or, uh, experience. Right. Uh, we can, we can recognize it intellectually, but we can, we can't ever yeah, really yeah, yeah. know it. Yep. So, um, uh, as, so for us, um, what we want to do is we want to spend a little bit of time, uh, the two of us, talking through this this idea of justice and what is how do we understand it? Where where do we see um, justice as a in a kind of the Christian perspective? Um, how would we answer this? How are we wrestling through uh, this idea of justice? Um, because it's it's a it's an important word that we that we really don't want to lose, and so, um, so Mike, as you as you think about justice, 
um, from a Christian perspective, what, how do you understand it? How do you, how do you think about it? How do you, how do you talk about it? Well, my, my initial answer and still my, my, my base uh, operating answer for this question is the same from, from Tuesday. I, I, I tend to lean towards the idea of fairness uh, and equity. Yeah. Um, that, that we have what we need, that we're not denied uh, things because of who we are, what we look like, the color of our skin, uh, th- those kinds of things. Um, when... When we talk about it, I think from a from a more biblical theological perspective, um, we tend to, uh, or the, the the Bible tends to look at uh, justice as a um, people getting what they deserve in the end. Um, like, for instance, uh, uh, so so at one point in the Old Testament, Israel is messed up. And God sends Babylon to, to judge them, to lead them into exile, to, to knock down their, their walls and their high places. And, uh, and Nebuchadnezzar, the, the king of Babylon, is, is used as God's judge, God's instrument, um, to essentially as a tool to discipline Israel, to bring them back to the worship of, of the one true God. Um, and Nebuchadnezzar, in doing that, d- did some pretty bad things. Um, Israel returns, and Nebuchadnezzar ends up getting judged, hmm. um, getting used as a tool, but still that, that power that he was given um, came with responsibility, and you exceed that power. Uh, you exceed what you're supposed to do, and there's going to be a leveling um, you're gonna you're gonna get what you deserve. Yeah, um, is is kind of the idea um, that that I think plays out a lot in scripture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's there's um a, a little bit ago um, I wrote something on this. Um, what what I what what has struck me is I is I've continued to think deep. Uh, or last year, last few years, I've been thinking more and more about justice and trying to think deeply on it, right? And, um, which I know you're gonna make fun of me for thinking or thinking deeply. Uh, there was some comment about smoke coming out of your ears. Yeah, well, it it does hurt. I've smelling the fire from across town. I, I've had more headaches. Let me tell you, um, uh, Micah, uh, one of the prophets, right? He says, um. He, being God, has told you, O man, what is good, what, and what does the Lord require of you, but to do justice, to love kindness, and to walk humbly with your God. That's, that's from his, his prophecy. And, yeah. Um, and it's kind of been one of those verses, right, that has become really, really popular in a lot of um, different wings of Christianity over the last few years, and, and even being quoted by non-Christians. And it's, sure. It's just it's, it's a really powerful statement. But that question of, you know, what does it mean to do justice? What, is, what does that mean? And, uh, you know, you, you talk about ec- you've talked about equity. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I started thinking about, um, I started thinking about that and how, 
and I've really been wrestling with, you know, is is justice really, does it end with equity, right? Um, and there's this picture that uh, it came up in conversation Tuesday night of, you know, these boys watching a ball game and there's a fence in front of them and there's a, a tall boy, a medium-sized boy, and a short boy, and then there's these boxes. And the picture most often goes, you know, do justice. And you see, you know, the the boxes stacked in such a way that all three boys can see over the fence. Um, and I bumped into a conversation about that, and they said, you know, well, that's not really justice. That's equity. They've mm-hmm. made it. They've They've rigged it so that even the short boy can see over the fence, which is great. Like, that's a good step on the path to justice. They said that what justice really is is removing the fence, right? And, I, and <laughs> you know, and as we <laughs> talked about, everyone's <laughs> like, well, then how can you get home runs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay, it's an illustration. Yeah. But the point is we don't really have justice. There's really not justice until we've gotten to the place that, that we have removed the hindrances from people to to flourish regardless of who they are. Right. And that's justice. And that is that is a step beyond equity. Right. And I think and I think that's biblical justice is is that we are we are to be seeking to remove the barriers to human flourishing. And uh, Jesus called. I think Jesus called that the abundant life. He says, "I came that they might have life and might have it abundantly." In 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 John's gospel, and so ten ten baby, um, that's right. And so it's um, so as I think about what does it mean for us to do justice, I mm-hmm. think it's that. It's it's how do we how do we begin to look around in this world in which we in which we live, and and we begin to see what are those barriers, what are those fences that are hindering people from from human flourishing, from, from being able to live the abundant life. Um, and not in some like Joel Osteen, my best life now kind of way, but, uh, but in those like deep, in those deep ways, mm-hmm. right? Um, those ways where, where there are, s- there are safety nets for people where, um, where the the power structures are no longer stacked against certain people, because that that's really what the fence is, right? The, the the fence is the systemic issues that exist within our within our culture and our society, and and so we so what we've seen in what we've seen from the people of God from the very beginning is a press against those power structures and Jesus mm-hmm. in particular really pressed into those most oppressive power structures. And we see him doing that most clearly in his relationship with the religious leaders of his time. And so, you know, what does it mean for us to, to really step into that and really seek to, to press into uh, moving, removing those barriers, removing those fences, changing systems, speaking, speaking truth to power so that so that eventually the the boxes of equity are no longer even needed because because we're able we're able to live in a society we're able to live in a culture that uh, that human flourishing is um is, is present and and is a ava- truly 
truly available to anyone regardless of who they are. Yeah. I mean, when I, when I start thinking about justice, that's what is now starting to come to my mind. Um, I think a few years ago, it wouldn't have been. But this this rabbit trail, this rabbit hole that I've yeah. fallen down of trying to figure out what does it mean to live to live out Micah, uh, Micah's admonition to the people of God, that has been... That's that's kind of where I'm, where I'm starting to land. So so what then do you do with the other the other ideas or or the other the other ways in which we use that term justice when we talk about, um, you know somebody somebody is uh, is murdered and we bring their killer to justice. Mm-hmm. Um, I are, are we still removing a barrier to human flourishing in that case? I think so. I mean, I, I think all these become corollaries, right? Like, of of human flourishing, and so, you know, can how, how we how we in a sense bring a murderer to justice? Is it going to bring the person back that he killed? No, no. Um, but to bring him back to justice brings him to a place where the people who have been negatively affected by that murder. Um, it can have closure, can mm. can experience the ability to to say, in some sense, this is made right. And so I think justice and righteousness or, are, or are as right as it can or be. as right as it can be. Right. I mean, um, th- there was a great quote I bumped into this week. Uh, I think it was from Nelson Mandela, um, who said. The day that I walked out of prison, I had to leave my anger there, or I would never have left prison. Yeah, look and at you quoting a country song and Nelson Mandela in the same podcast, dude. I am multifaceted. <laughs> I'm like the Swiss Army knife of awesome. Embrace it. Oh, if y'all could see my face, if you could see the <laughs> grin on my face, the um. Uh, this is why we need to make sure we get Todd, the, the Todd, friend of the show, great realtor, um, Berkshire Hathaway Home Services. Um, <laughs> this is why we need him. <laughs> They're buying drinks Tuesday night. Are they? Well, now that we uh, now that we did that, yeah, <laughs> nice. uh, we need to. This is why we need to get the Bluetooth mics from him so that we can shoot uh, live video of this, so that you yeah. can see the the stupid grins on each of our faces mm-hmm. when I say something awesome, and uh, <laughs> Mike's amazed and awed by it. So oh, totally. <laughs> um. So does that does that make sense? Like I, I think it it does. It makes it makes a lot. It is a, it is a definite deep cut on on justice. Goes below the surface of of getting what you deserve, which is typically what we think about. Yeah. Um, and maybe <coughs> maybe a better way to look at it is is uh, um, not so much the the criminal getting what they deserve, but. Uh, the victim getting what they deserve, yeah. Uh, as in, as in, being restored as much as they can be to remove those barriers of, of, uh, uh, you know, the 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 needing the closure and the needing the, the the peace. Yeah. Well, and I, and it, that that word restore was was a really, I think it's a really important word when it comes to this issue and question of justice. Mm-hmm. Um, people talk about restorative justice all the time. Um, at least recently, it's been a it's been a big conversation, especially in, in the criminal justice areas and and that kind of thing. Um, but it, but I think it does go to it goes to this perception, right? I think about 
in in our tradition, I think I think in your tradition as well, uh, we have we have something called a book of discipline. I don't know if you guys. Oh, we do. We okay. very much do. Yeah. So, um, and the book of discipline walks through. Okay, how I do bet, you? I bet yours is thicker than ours. It's ours is actually not real thick. Oh, sorry. Ours the book of order thick. is thick. Um, Our, ours is pretty thick. The uh, well, I. Uh, anyway, <laughs> so so one of the things though that I love uh, about is from and I'm g- getting I'm going to assume from your tradition as well is that when we start talking about spiritual discipline, which is kind of the Christianized version of of pursuing uh, justice, legal justice within the body, mm-hmm. um, the goal, the the uh, the posture is not towards judgment. But it is towards restoration. Correct. The goal Correct. of spiritual discipline is to restore this person to the body of Christ and into right relationship with with the church. Well, and not even like like it, like you're talking church discipline. Somebody's messed up. You know, it, mm-hmm. it's about restoration. It's not about judgment. But even in our in our spiritual lives, what we are seeking is restoration. Yeah, we're seeking to be. Uh, Restored into the into the image of God in which we were created. Exactly. Um, the the fall or 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 sin or whatever you want to call it has tarnished that image, has has warped that image, uh, and through through discipline, through self discipline, spiritual discipline, um, uh, those types of things, we are restored more and, and more into that image. And, and when we're restored into that image, we begin to experience human flourishing yes because we're beginning to live out yes, who, it, who who we really are hey so so today is especially we're recording on friday yeah uh september uh what is it 21st yeah um and today i found out uh is international peace day no way i found that out because my uh almost nine-year-old daughter yeah uh came home really excited on wednesday to uh, to tell me that Friday is International Peace Day and she gets to make signs at school and things like that, and so uh, she's making anti nuclear disarmament signs no, or no, she's no, making no, no, peace no. like peace kind of PC signs, and so uh, <laughs> it was it was really cool timing because um, I just finished I did two weeks on Romans twelve because Romans twelve right and uh, and one of the lines in there that I absolutely love and that I focus on and that and that actually comes to mind for me for justice. Uh, is that it says uh, as much as it depends on you, live at peace with all people. Yeah. Uh, and another great quote that 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 brought to mind was from Mother Teresa, who said, "If we don't have peace, it's because we've forgotten that we belong to each other." Yeah. Uh, and so uh, I, as I was preparing for that, I had I had little. Uh, sometimes I, I like to have little giveaways for people, and so I had yeah. uh, silicone bracelets made to give away at church. Did you uh, that say, uh, remember, we belong to each other, live for peace. And so uh, we had some of those left over, of That's course. Awesome. So, so Michaela has taken them to school today, and I and I have one for you. Aw, thanks, buddy. And it, you, uh, you it love these bracelets, I man. I do. It, it glows in the dark, too. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and it has glitter on it. Nifty. I was wearing a glittered shirt yesterday. It, were you really? I was. Yep. Was all sp- did you get pictures all sparkly? Um. Actually, I think I have a picture. All right, you'll have to show me later. Yeah. So, so happy International Peace Day, Dan, and everybody listening. Yeah. So, you know, I think I think that's a great place uh, for us to end today. Is 
enjoy International Peace Day. Um, seek, seek peace. And uh, because in as, as we do that, oftentimes what it is that we're doing is bringing justice. And, oh, uh, I, th- I, think, I think they're absolutely linked. Yep. Uh, so. just, justice is about finding peace, and peace brings us to that, that human flourishing. Absolutely. So, guys, hey, thanks for listening to the Doubt on Tap after show. Uh, w- as, as great it is that you listen to this podcast, we really hope that you will come out and be a part of the in in real life conversation. Yeah. Um, hey, if you want to know what it's like, uh, Dan, you got to put a link uh, in the in the episode notes. Yeah. Uh, to that Heineken. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a there's a Heineken ad. Dan posted it on his on his Facebook page, but we'll put it in the show notes. Uh, amazing, and and it's pretty much doubt on tap, except you know. We're not we're not assembling the bar, no, and and, and it's not one on one. It's not one on one. That's right, but it's still it, it's 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 pretty cool. It's, I, it I, is, dear, dude. I I teared up at that man. Uh, yeah, and like like Heineken usually makes me cry just because I've tasted their beer. But well, it's skunked. I don't know how <laughs> I don't know how a how brand new beer can come skunked. I don't know how that. I, 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 I have I no idea because usually German beer is really good. Yeah, but Heineken is trash. Yeah. But that's not German, is it? No, no. It, it sounds German. It does sound not. German, but it's not. Is it? Anyway, I think it might be. It's it's some it Euro beer. It's nasty. Yeah. So so anyway, not my favorite beer, but quite possibly my favorite advertisement of all time. Yeah, it was really really good. So um, so anyway, uh, we'll put a link to that. I'll put a link to. I I might clean up my little article, um. On justice, and may and may post that too. With some yeah. thoughts there, the difference between justice and equity. Yeah. Um, but uh, Tuesday nights, eight o'clock at the tap room for a few more weeks. Um, very soon, we are going to be moving down on tap uh, over here to Cream and Crumb. You know what I found out they're going to have? What are they going to have? Boozy milkshakes. Well, I knew that. That was one of the things that Patrick was super excited about. I but I'm fat. Dude, I can't have. No, the calories are just ridiculous. Well, yeah, but you don't care. You're exercising and things. I still care. But you have a tiny stomach now, so you That's can true. you can have a I milkshake. Can do, I can do a matter. little, boozy, little right. boozy milkshake. I'm just gonna drink their bourbon and old fashions until I. Yeah, I may do that. So um, that actually sounds more fun to me. <laughs> <laughs> it's <laughs> see, yeah, old, I guess. we're gonna be at uh, so we'll be at at the tavern for another couple of weeks. They're they're great hosts. We have been we're so grateful to be there and. Um, the room is really good, and uh, it's yeah, it's been a fantastic they've experience. They've been so accommodating to yeah. us. Yeah, it's, so it's interesting uh, the, the different places and how they how they receive us. Yeah, uh, yeah. But so, but I, I have noticed every week there's more people in the annex on a Tuesday oh, yeah. night than the week before. Than the week before. Everywhere we go, we're, we're we, a magnet. We're, we're we're a magnet for awesomeness. That's right. So uh, yeah, so come hang out with us Tuesday nights eight o'clock. Uh, next few weeks we're gonna be at the tap room. Um, you can two hundred one West Michigan Avenue and in baby. Ypsilanti, Michigan. Hey, look at you, super impressed. And uh, uh, you can find out more details at facebook.com slash down on tap, and um, follow us there. Uh, you can connect with me on Twitter at Daniel M Rose. I'm at Rev Mike UMC. And uh, we really do hope you'll connect with us. You can also connect with the Simple Theologians at Sim Sim Theologian. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. And uh, or connect with Doubt on Tap uh, on Twitter at Doubt on Tap. So, 
uh, engage in the conversation, continue the dialogue. Please make sure that you rate the podcast, that you comment on the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts, and that you share this podcast with your friends because all those things help other people find us and find this conversation. That's right. And why should you suffer alone? Exactly. Misery, <laughs> misery loves company. So, uh, guys, thanks again for listening. Until next week, I'm Dan. I'm Mike. And we are The, the Simple, Simple Theologians. Theologians.